Welcome to the Resilience Podcast. I'm Kobe Greer. Today we'll be speaking with Alex Kendrew from WA AIDS Council about Gestalt therapy and what it can provide to listeners in building and maintaining their resiliency. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Alex was working in the wine industry for some time, which he loved, and got to a point where he thought he'd like to do something that benefits society more. He asked himself, what do I love to do? And came up with two things. One, he loves self-development and self-inquiry. And two, he loves having a positive impact on people and their lives. So when Alex put these two loves together, he came up with psychotherapy. Many years ago, Alex had a super positive experience at a workshop in Germany conducted by Gestalt therapists and remembering coming out of that workshop thinking, I want this to be in my life, but having no idea how to make it happen. Now, a Gestalt therapist himself has significantly and profoundly changed Alex's life for the better and can honestly say that it was the best decision he's ever made. (laughs) (laughs) So just to start off, um, Alex, what brought you to Gestalt therapy? And it sounds as though it was a a life-affirming change in your life direction. Yeah, well, I guess um, that workshop that I did was kind of sowing the seed, Mm -hmm. if you like. Um, and then I kind of went off and did, lived my life and, and did stuff. Um, and then I asked that question of myself that you um, stated earlier. And I, I always thought that I would end up as a Gestalt therapist, but I wasn't quite sure about how to go about it. And then I saw, um, I was living in Sydney at the time, and um, I did a little bit of research Um, Long story short, I discovered that I could do um, a postgraduate master's um, without having to have um, an equivalent undergraduate. So their request was either um, equivalent life experience or some kind of undergraduate, no matter what that was. Um, And so I went to an evening, um, like a demonstration evening, and signed up that night. It was like, I know that I'm supposed to be doing this. So yeah, Yeah. I jumped straight in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A a wow moment. (laughs) Yes. An aha moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. So just explain briefly, if you can, um, what Gestalt therapy is Mm. and how it came about. Okay. It's difficult to explain. And every Gestalt therapist will say, it's difficult to explain. <laughs> um, and we usually have our own kind of spiel and kind of take on it. Um, but it, it grew out of Gestalt theory, which is um, a theory that kind of, a philosophical theory that kind of started or um, emerged um, in the beginning of the 20th century in Germany. Um, and then it was taken up... Um, and applied therapeutically um, by some people um, post-World War II, um, namely um, Fritz and Laura Perls. Um, and then they, they kind of um, 
had some people that they were friends with that um, they kind of saw eye to eye with and they kind of got together and kind of created this new therapy. And it was a response to traditional psychology. It was a movement away. It was something that was... Um, they decided they wanted to be more relational um, and a bit of a kind of warmer, heart-based approach to therapy. Mm. Um, so that, uh, people who, who are Gestalt therapists will say that their therapy is a relational therapy, um, which today is ironic because most psychotherapies are moving towards that kind of relational direction. Um, but Gestalt is kind of one of the first therapies that moved in that direction as a response to traditional psychology. Okay, mm. okay, yeah. Not so much the top-down or the... Not top-down, much more... dynamic, but Horizontal. More, uh, yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. So a, a movement away from the medical model where the, the therapist is broken... Sorry, the, the counsellor... No. <laughs> The client is broken and um, the therapist has all the answers. Yeah, a movement away from that. It's, it's mm. part of the humanist um, school of psychology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, and I suppose you, you've kind of um, already mentioned in some way how it differs from psychotherapy, uh, from other psychotherapies. Mm. You know? in moving away from the medical model. Mm -hmm. Did you want to add anything there? Or? Yes. Well, one of the founders of Gestalt therapy was a Zen master. So there is um, a bit of Eastern philosophy incorporated in it as well. So we talk about working in the here and now rather than the there and then. Um, and sometimes you have to delve into the there and then, but it's easy to get stuck there. Mm. Gestalt therapy is about bringing you back to here and now, what's what's going on here and now in relation to what we've just talked about, which is the there and then, mm. um, and it brings it really uses the therapeutic relationship in that way. So, just for my understanding, um, Alex, so you're really with Gestalt therapy, and it's interesting that you also called it a philosophy mm. earlier. Mm. Um, it's working with the the dynamic between the the therapist and mm -hmm. the client mm -hmm. in the here and now Absolutely. in the room. Yeah. So often, um, a client will be talking about somebody in their life or a pattern of behaviour in their life. And I will ask, is that happening here? Um, more often than not, the client um, doesn't realise that and, and it actually may be happening. And so um, to be able to use the dynamic that's happening um, and process stuff and learn and grow from what's actually happening between them and me mm. can help them to um, or give them tools I guess to how to relate to uh, a, the person or the situation in the outside world where that is happening. Yeah so really raising their conscious awareness of that whether it be a negative dynamic mm -hmm. or behavioural pattern. And, yeah. You know beautiful. Yeah absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah so with that a, support. Absolutely yeah so it's a, I guess it's up to the therapist the gestalt therapist to create an environment where it's safe to be able to explore that mm. without judgment. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I guess that's a, another 
aspect of Gestalt um, is that um, they talk about the uh, paradoxical theory of change. So part of um, that theory is that um, the aim is not change, the aim is radical acceptance of what is. And with that radical acceptance comes spontaneous change. And you may not know what that change is, and it may not be the change that you are aiming for, um, but change will happen. And more often than not, that change is revolutionary. Mm, yeah. Mm. So that, that has a bit of a... That, that Eastern-type philosophy. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing how it's laced. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's very the elegantly laced in the... In, uh, kind of spontaneously arises, I guess. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Um, so why do I often hear about the empty chair mm. experiment in gestalt therapy? <laughs> it's, um, and is it still used? Like, is that well, one of the techniques? Or? It, it is still used. And I suppose what is it? Because okay, listeners well, may not necessarily know what that means. Sure, okay. So um, the empty chair technique is um, kind of um, developed by Fritz Perls, I believe. And um, so basically you, uh, the therapist sits in a chair the client sits in the chair and there's an empty chair next to the client. So um, if there's somebody that the client is struggling to communicate with, for example, um, the therapist will um, obviously explain the experiment um, to the client and say, so we're going to do this. What, what, um, what we're going to do is get you to say what you feel like you need to say to your father, for example. And they'll be sitting, pretend that they're sitting in that empty chair. And um, then once you've said what you need to say, I want you to sit in that chair and pretend, take on the stance or the energy of that person that you're talking to, your father in this example. Um, and so they do that. And um, then I ask them when they're in the chair, the other chair, so how would you like to respond to what you just heard from your son, for example? And then they think about it and they say what emerges. And then you kind of, you go back and forth and back and forth. So it's a really great way of bringing awareness to the other mm. um, and awareness to your response to the other, mm. um, awareness to um, the other's response to you so it's, a, it's about building awareness. Mm. And it was, um, I believe in its day, it was pretty revolutionary. Um, and I, I guess we've moved away from it uh, because we do other things, but I still use it. And um, I can see light bulbs going on in people's heads um, when I do use it because it's, it's about bringing awareness to um, to their own process and to their relationship with that person they may be struggling with. I can imagine how powerful mm. how that process may mm. be. And, and as I'm listening to you, Alex, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, like, I'm sure in many, it would come in many forms, but mm. I'm thinking of grief, mm -hmm. particularly if there's you know, whether somebody's passed away mm -hmm. and um, there's there was no closure mm -hmm. or, Absolutely. you know, 
relationships were yes. complex or difficult. Yes, yeah. And how this may help bring a, a, a sense of closure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or, you know, just being able to um, be able to process that um, with, the, with the support of yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, with the... In yes, therapy. absolutely. The, the 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 field, which another kind of aspect of Gestalt therapy, field theory. So, um, kind of like um, in quantum physics, they talk about the field. So we we talk about the field in Gestalt therapy. So the the therapist creates a field, or the dynamic between the two um, creates a field, hopefully of safety. Um, so that those kind of things um, can emerge and be held and um, the cycle of contact, another gestalt um, um, expression, uh, can be completed. Mm-hmm. Um, because so often in relationships we um, that, that don't work, it's a breakdown of communication. So something like the empty chair can help complete... Um, uh, uh, the contact that you might not have had with that person um, had, you know, had they died, for example. Because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hearing, and, and please correct me if I'm off the mark, but it sounds to be sort of like energetic work in a way as well, well. without, you know... Going too far yeah. off the well, they say that there are side, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do say that there are as many styles of Gestalt therapy as there are Gestalt therapists, and I'm I'm I would call myself transpersonal, so I incorporate the spiritual um, in the work that I do. I don't talk about it unless it's completely obvious to me that the client I'm working with. Um, is open to that. Mm. Um, but there is um, a kind of, I guess you could say, esoteric aspect mm. to Gestalt therapy. And I guess that's where the, the Zen philosophy kind of comes in. That's It's a little bit mystical. Yeah, no, <laughs> sure, sure. Mm. And... Um, and and that and that's what I'm sensing mm. as well. Mm. That's what I'm. But sensing. I'm always wary of um, talking about that um, because I don't. I I want to. Um, I want my um, audience or my um, uh, pool of clients to be as as broad as possible. And um, like I said, I'm happy to discuss it and kind of go there with people who are comfortable with it. But I want to be able to work with people who are not comfortable with it as well. Yeah, mm. and I suppose you, that's the great thing. You can, you have the ability to hold both spaces. Mm. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, great. And just for, um, just to finish today's interview, mm-hmm. Alex, um, what do you feel that Gestalt, um, do you, how do you feel that it may support listeners in their resilience? Mm. Um, that's a really great question. And I think traditionally Gestalt therapy um, has been very strong with um, grief and um, depression and anxiety. Um, but one of the, again, another main kind of thing with Gestalt therapy is the idea of self-awareness. And I 
I truly believe that um, the more aware of self we become, um, the more compassionate we become towards ourselves, um, and the more compassionate we are towards ourselves, um, the more opportunities there are to heal. Um, and so as far as res resilience is concerned, I would say that um, the possibility of being more self-aware um, it goes a long way towards building resilience. Um, so, for example, um, with anxiety, if you know, if you become more aware of your anxiety, um, how it triggers, why it triggers, um, you can put things in place to support yourself through that. And that would only come with self-awareness. So I, I would say that that's probably one of the, the kind of strong points with Gestalt therapy and resilience. Absolutely. And as you say, that relational, being a relational therapy, um, with that intrapersonal um, connection and mm -hmm. um, that developing of that self-compassion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Would come the the humility and also mm. the compassion of others mm. and, um, yeah, so it is sort of like a, a flowing into Flow on effect community. Or effect. And yes, absolutely. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, that's beautiful. Mm. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, mm. Alex, mm. so thank, thank you. You're welcome. For your time today. It's always, I could wax lyrical about because oh, therapy <laughs> for hours. <laughs> I can feel the passion. Mm. <laughs> Thank you.